save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Bird 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack. And join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! You got your Mac and Mac guys, John McMullen and Jody McDonald here with you on Birds 365. All the countdowns are getting close. We are getting legitimately close to kickoff between the Eagles and the Giants. Their divisional matchup coming tomorrow night at the Lincoln Financial Field down in South Philly. Uh, I went with the Albany hat today because it's got a little purple in it, which matches my eyes. I like the Eagles. I'm getting more healthy by the minute. Not 100% yet, same as the Philadelphia Eagles, because uh, J-Mac, you had this one scoped out. Avante Maddox never even made it onto the practice field. Thought that everyone else would be good to go for the <laughs> game, but Avante, not happening. That's exactly the way it's played. Jalen, not on the injured list. A full participant yesterday at practice was Lane Johnson, except for Avante Maddox. The Eagles look ready to go, John. Yeah, and a uh, little bit of... Uh... Aaron Cipas talk because Aaron thought maybe he could make it back, but I always thought that would be more likely for the championship game or the Super Bowl. Um, so, yeah, as far as being healthy at this point of the year, it's as good as you can get. Um, you're always going to have some uh, nicks and bruises. And again, just because you're full go doesn't mean you're 100%. I think people can plate that a little bit. And obviously, Lane Johnson's not 100%. And I don't even think Jalen's 100%. But um, there's no doubt they're going to play. There was never any doubt they were going to play. Uh, now it's about, you know, executing and um, putting everything on the table. And 
I think it's a good matchup. I've said it from pretty early in this process. I mean, these two teams do not match up well. Styles make bites for our old boxing people. The New York Giants do not match up well with the Eagles. They haven't for years. Uh, now they're getting better. They're getting incrementally better, but they still don't match up well. And I agree uh, with your overall analysis. The Giants are improved. Anyone who doesn't say that is just either a blind eagle loyalist or uh, uh, don't want to give the Giants credit for what they've achieved. But then you get the other side of it. The people who think the Giants have improved by leaps and bounds. You use the word incrementally. I like that. They've gotten better. Daniel Jones is certainly playing better than what he was because I was never a Daniel Jones fan. So I had to throw out some mea culpas his way because he certainly has improved as a quarterback. Enough to uh, outshine a team that beat them just six ago, six weeks ago by 25 points? I don't think so. Uh, we're talking about two games. They beat the Colts pretty handily with a uh, playoff spot on the line. They knew if they won it, they, uh, they were locked into a wild card spot, and then they could do what they wanted to do against the Eagles the last week of the season. They ran the Colts off the field. And last week's upset win in Minnesota against the second worst defense in the entire national football league. So yes, I will give them credit for improvement, not leaps and bounds. And that's what I think it would take for the giants to be able to beat the Eagles at Lincoln financial field this Saturday. And I just don't see it on paper or on the field. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. And uh, our buddy Pat Leonard's going to be on the show in the second hour talking about that game at MetLife stadium and, how the Giants were kind of shook in the locker room. They were handled uh, so easily uh, by the Eagles. And, you know, he remarked that hasn't seen that too often in the past. So, um, yeah, I still think there's a pretty significant difference from a personnel perspective with these two teams. And, you know, but the Giants are getting better and they're getting better. And I think two years from now, we, we, we might be talking about a problem with the New York Giants if they continue going at making good decisions, going in a in a positive direction. I, I think this is a, a tremendous, tremendous foundation they're built. But I, you know, I think they're not ready for this spot yet. And we'll see how it shakes out. You know, one of the things is you know, and, and this is human nature. Everybody remembers the last thing they saw. The Eagles didn't play, and the Giants were very impressive against Minnesota. And I, I'll bring up Dan Orlovsky because I like Dan, number one. I think he's really good. But he he put a clip up, and he's showing that Minnesota defense that we've talked about, who, by the way, fired their defensive coordinator uh, yesterday. And I'm not a scapegoat guy. You know that, Jody. But there's not much you can do there. There's, you know, there's no life wrap there. That was one you had to do. Um, and he said, it, 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 you know, the Eagles play the same concepts, which they do. They play the, the scheme that we've talked about so much throughout this season. And if they do that against Daniel Jones this week, they're playing right into his hands. I'm like, come on, Dan. I mean, one plays it well, one doesn't. It, 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 it's not a vacuum. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident that that the Eagles are going to be able to handle that mighty Giants offense, and we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong. And by the way, if I am wrong, you know, we're going to be here Monday morning. I'm going to rip this team to high heaven if they lose this game because this is not 
this is not a game you should even be in a discussion of losing. If you bring your, I'll call it your C game. Forget about your A game. If you bring your A game, you're running them out of the stadium. If you bring your C game, if you just don't bring your F game like you did against the Washington Commanders, the one loss of this season with Jalen Hurts on the field, that is the only way you lose this game, Jody. The only way. And I, I might go D game. If the Giants play an A and Eagles play a D, they could find a way to lose it. Uh, I don't know if I would go quite as harsh. But you're right. If the Eagles play the a, uh, their A game, even if the Giants play their A game, I think it's a double-digit win. I think the Eagles will will win handily, and the 7.5 is the number on the cover as of right now. I surely think they can do that if they play their A game. But the reason that we question whether they can play their A game or not is twofold. It's two players. It's Lane Johnson and it's Jalen Hurts. Now, we won't know what condition they are in until the game starts. And we might not know uh, a series in or even a quarter in. We get a half and we pretty well better darn know exactly how uh, uh, close to 100% that they are. But because both are dealing with injuries, you can't just say, I know for a fact that they're going to be able to play to the level that they played. And for Jalen Hurts, that's MVP-type level. For Lane Johnson, that's Hall of Fame-type level for his entire career and first-team All-Pro. Do we know we're going to get that out of those two guys and their key, important positional players? We don't. But we believe that that's the case. We've got indications that that's the case. Uh, The short time you guys got to watch practice any yesterday. Uh, the, the most important thing with Jalen Hurts is going to be when he takes off, and he will take off. Last week against the Giants, he didn't have one designated run, one called run. There will be some of those this week. Um, but we need to see him be able to throw the football. I thought he threw it fine last week. I won't say, oh, my God, of course, he looked exactly like he looked. But he didn't look like he was favoring it at all. It didn't look like there wasn't the usual zip on the ball. I thought he looked fine throwing. He didn't throw it as often um, as much as uh, maybe you would have liked. But did you see anything at practice yesterday that gave you any indication as to how Jalen Hurts looked throwing the football? Not yesterday, because yesterday's the typical Friday practice moved up a day. So basically all we get to watch is stretching and then we're out of there. It's a real quick, quick, uh, in, in environment. Uh, so I go back to Thursday, um, uh, Wednesday, see, I'm already screwing up my days. Um, and that was the big practice. And yeah, I've never, I've said from the start, the bigger concern was not the throwing. It was the, the contact, um, and it that kind of borne out and people were upset because I think it's natural with a shoulder, right? People think, well, he's going to have difficulty throwing the ball. And, and they threw it, whatever, eight times in the first 10 plays. I forget what it was, but, um, and people were like, what are you doing? He's got a hurt shoulder. And, 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 you know, from the beginning was pretty clear. They were keeping him away from contact. That was the bigger concern. Um, uh, than than the actual throwing of the football. So I've never been that concerned with that since he came back. The contact issue is is the bigger issue for me. And that's why they took the zone read mechanics out of the offense to try to prevent that as much as possible. And you can see Jalen himself, and he admitted uh, he was trying to protect himself a little bit from the contact part of it. Um, And I think that's gotten better. You had the two-week. That's where the rest really helped. 
And and my concern is not this week, it's next week. Like if he goes there and he gets hit a couple times, you know, it's going to pop up again. And then he's got the short span before he's got to be on the field. You're going to have the extra day, but, you know, it's not like two weeks. And then if you get through the championship game, you get two weeks again. And I think it becomes less of a concern. Um, so I think that wheelhouse is that one week between the potential divisional round win and, and an NFC championship game. If he gets banged up in this game, that could be an issue. Uh, but you got to win this game. The championship game's not in, in, in play if you don't win this game. So even though you should win this game, even though it's a nice opponent to have at this stage, you know, people, I always say you can talk yourself into things in the NFL. You got to play somebody. You got to play a good team in the playoffs. They got to be, they got to be able to do something well. You can't play the Bears. You can't play the Texans. You got to be so. Uh, uh, of the grouping that you could have potentially had. And after seeing Tampa Bay, I might change my mind because that was such a bad football team, but how are they going to beat Dallas anyway? This, this is as good as you get in this particular position. So you got to take advantage of, it. Uh, but it, Lane's not healthy. I mean, but to me, Jody with Lane, look, if he can't go, he can't go. And then he's going to come out of the game. And it's going to be Jack Driscoll. Um, I think he'll be able to go. I think he'll finish. Um, but, yeah, he's not going to be 100%. He's having surgery after the season. But I have, and I've said this all week, and nothing that's happened, if anything, I'm more emboldened in my stance. I think Lane Johnson is going to be Lane Johnson. I, uh, If you get someone dropping in from Europe who didn't watch the Eagles play any of the games this year, any of Lane Johnson's previous years, and you just told them, Lane Johnson's the best right tackle in football. Keep an eye on him during the game. I think at the end of the game, they go, oh, yeah, I can see why he's the best right tackle in football. I th- I expect Lane Johnson to play like Lane Johnson because he's that tough guy, and uh, he will be properly medically taken care of before the game to make sure he's not in pain during the game. I- I'm not sweating the right tackle position. And another thing that I will, again, go out on a limb for, the Eagles will call their game – with Lane Johnson's responsibilities being Lane Johnson's responsibilities. I don't think they will slide help or keep a back in or chip with a tight. Oh, because we need to protect Lane. No, no. No. Lane Johnson will be on Lane Johnson's Island and they will call the game exactly the way they do every single game. Now we saw them make adjustment with Jalen Hurts when he was hurt. The last game of the season was, an important win, but not a must win because they were already in the playoffs. They knew they were going into the playoffs. They could have lost that game and the season would have continued. This week, not so much. They lose, it's over. So I think they, the way that they look at play calling will differ from the game they played against the Giants two weeks ago to the one they're going to play on Sunday. Lane Johnson has not looked at this way. I think Lane Johnson is looking no, at this No, I, I think the bigger time. concern from that perspective is, you know, they, they don't help. Jack Driscoll enough when he's in there or, or Jordan Mylotta or, or, or Jordan Mylotta early in the season when he hurt his shoulder, people forget they don't help their tackles. They don't help Jordan Mylotta and Lane Johnson. They're on an Island and that's gives the Eagles a huge advantage over most offenses because a lot, most offenses can't do that. Um, And my bigger criticism of the Eagles when Lane wasn't in there, he probably didn't give enough help to Jack Driscoll and expected him to do much, too much Lane Johnson stuff. 
Yeah, you're hunt. They're not helping Lane Johnson. Period. That 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 that, oh. that that doesn't even enter the conversation. A phrase that was thrown around a lot in 2017 when the Eagles won the Super Bowl was "next man up." They had a lot of guys come off the bench to fill in for injured players, and they treated them as next men up. You're expected to replace the guy you're expected to replace, and you're expected to do what he did. Maybe not to the exact same level, but close enough that we're not going to change things to cover up for the fact that there's a small drop-off in talent with the replacement player. This one isn't even a consideration. So those who are worried about Lane Johnson, I say, don't worry. Uh, he, he will be perfectly fine. Um, JM, I want to get this in before we get our first guest up here. Uh, Bob Groats is going to join us, Mr. Delco Times himself. Um, did you see the Eagle hype video? Um, I did, uh, but I, you know, went through it very quickly. Um, uh, shall I say, do you like <laughs> it's a Philly thing? I do not like hype videos in general. I generally don't pay attention to them. I happened to be on Twitter when it popped up from the Eagles. So I looked at it. Um, I think Johnny's and, freezing and I up gave, gave it the 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 look that it deserved. <laughs> I don't. Uh-oh. Okay. You got me? So you're you're not a hype video. Are, are guy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not big. I'm not bigger than no, no, no. I, I, you know, one of the things I saw the Giants. A lot of people have giant clips. Um, uh, I have you, Jody. Do you have me? Yeah, I'm good. Um. A lot of people clip uh, put clips of Giants practice out, and they were dancing around, and and Daniel Jones was doing the gritty, and they were upset by that. I'm like, I I don't get it. I mean, NFL players are competent. They're not gonna. They're not gonna. You know, all of them. You know, they don't get to this position without being competent in their abilities. They're they're not going to be. Uh, shrinking violets. Oh, woe is us. We got to go into Philadelphia. They're going to try to win the game. Now, I don't think they're going to win the game. I don't think they have the talent to win the game, but that's sort of their mentality. I don't know why people get so hyped up about these videos, but people get so upset about the videos from the opponents. NFL players, man, they are, they are competent people. I, I agree with you on the giant side, but I did like the Eagles hype video. And I think it's uh, something that the fans can, can take in and get pumped up by. And you do want a home field advantage on Saturday. It's not like if they didn't put out a hype video, the people would go to the game and sit on their cans. I believe it's going to be a packed, loud, raucous Yeah, they're going to no be fine. What. They're going to be just fine. But if you can move the needle even the littlest bit with a hype video, I think it's certainly well worth doing. And now we understand what what uh, it's a Philly thing was about on the uh, swagware leading up to the week. We didn't necessarily know ahead of time. The Eagles knew internally because they were going to put out this video. But now we understand uh, the, uh, the panderer in chief is playing. Well, yeah, that's a, I always joke about Nick and his pandering. And, it, you know, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But I don't think it's going to help them win the game. I don't think it's going to help them lose a the game. Eagles fans are 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 going to show up anyway i mean they're 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 going to be excited uh they're going to you know eli manning was joking about coming to the game and he thought he'd never come to philadelphia this is a really really difficult place to play um and that's another part of it 
uh, a really difficult place to play. And that doesn't go up or down because of some goofy hype video. It's always a really difficult place to play because the, the people are passionate about this football team. But it's fun. You know, it's a social media thing. Um, yeah, knock yourself out. Yeah, it's, it's kind of an homage to the Eagle fans. They, they are that good. They've been that good. They travel that well and take it elsewhere. That's the thing that I liked about it more than anything else. The Sirianni clip of, hey, I'm getting the feeling we don't play a road game this year because the Eagle fans travel as well as they did. It's kind of a give back thing for the Eagles uh, to their fans. So I, I appreciate it. I thought it was pretty damn well done. All right, Johnny Mac, Johnny Mac, the Mac, the Mac guys here on Birds 365. First up today, it's Mr. Positivity. Bob Groats from the Delco Times is going to jump in and uh, uh, give us his upside. Oh, I, I think Groats, a uh, quick prediction out of you and I. Groats says they they win or they lose. Which way are you going, Johnny Mac? I'm going to say uh, he says they win. They win close or they win handily? He's going to say they win close. Okay. He's going to say they win close. He's going to buy into the division rival okay. three game right. nonsense. And but ask him if he gets. He's going to get really hyped over that hype video. <laughs> he's a big hype video guy. You're right. I got to ask him about that. But Bob Groats of the Delco Times is going to be our first guest a little bit later. Pat Leonard give us a New York perspective. He covers the Giants for the New York Daily News. He'll be on in hour number two. But uh, the Dark Vader of Eagles beat reporters. Bob Groats next here on Birds My name is uh, Fran Salerno. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. 
But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. We got Birds 365 on the football Friday before divisional round action between the Giants and the Eagles here to give us his insight from, I guess we got the breakfast nook look today. I like it. Uh, Bob Groats from the Delco Times jumps in with us. How you been, BG? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, Jody. Hey, you, so you got a couple days off, huh? Last week, I did a show with Tone and uh, John McMullen. You have trained them well. Yeah, okay. there we I, go. Yeah. Uh, one day off to have cancer surgery, but oh, I'm, that's a, yeah, it wasn't quite a couple. But thanks for noticing the one day I was out. Thank you very oh, much. For, for God's sakes, I'm sorry, Jody. Yeah, <laughs> hang in there, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Jody's a trooper. We're worried about Jalen Hurts and Lane Johnson. He's he's taking one day, man. What do we what, what do we care? Yeah, These players got to be out there. I don't. As tough as Lane Johnson is, I don't know how he's going to make it through this game. I, I just. This is going to be amazing if he does. It'll be one of the all-time, all-time feats. It reminds me of when uh, Jim McMahon was playing, and uh, they literally – they would pick up his arm after he fell off and and sew it back on. You know what I mean? (laughs) And shoot him up with with a painkiller at halftime. And somehow he made it through some games. But even he didn't last for long. So this is very much like that to me. And – if he's not in there, it changes the way that they play offense. We've all seen that. Yeah, yeah but let, and like Lane, said, real quick, Jody. Lane did not, I should bring up to people, Lane did not talk in the locker room yesterday, which is weird. Uh, he typically does, and he didn't want to talk. So uh, just throw that in the back of people's mind. But uh, go ahead, Jody. Sorry. Don't, don't, as you just pointed out, Bob, they used to do that with Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon would make it through the game. He paid a price down the road, but – don't you think they're going to shoot him up enough to be able to get through the game? What makes you think that he might have to come out of the game? Uh, I, I just don't see how that type of thing, a, a sports hernia for a guy at playing his position who has to torque and do, there's certain positions and I, I'd have to look, I'd have to think about it to, to figure out, you know, who, who would be better able to withstand that. And John has some examples of guys who played through it, but his is he was on all fours in that Cowboys game for about five minutes on the field. It, that, I mean, I, I think it totally ripped then. So I, I just can't, I, I can't believe that he's going to be out there except that he's, he's a real loyal team guy and he's going to give it everything he got, you know, all those, 
all those cliches, but they're true of Lane Johnson. So oh, yeah. that's why I don't think he's going to make it. I mean, I, th- and you know what, just cause he's on the, on the all fours for five minutes. I mean, I'm not a doctor or anything, but he was in a lot of pain. I asked him about that too. And, uh, and he told me it, it was really nasty. So I, I don't know. I mean, and that was earlier in the week too. And, yeah. uh, but he, but he said he's ready to go. I got him for a second. He walked around the, the locker room yesterday with a ball. Remember that, John? Did yeah, yeah. Yeah. Helmet. Yeah. He was getting and He his said he was going to be ready to go. Yeah. He said he feels good. He's going to be ready to go. But what is he supposed to say? So I'm yeah. sure not talking to the media is part of that competitive. He didn't want to give the Giants anything more to, to study or think about. And I, I think it's all along those lines. And uh, oh, and oh, by the way, I think Jalen Hurts is going to be okay. But um, that's going to be, um, that'll be interesting too. Especially, you know, um, the first time he, he takes off with the, you know, with the ball, and you know man, he's gonna might, do it. That's might the way be the he first played. play, man. He <laughs> might pull it on the first play and say, "I'm back." That's the way up. he plays. You yeah. know, I mean, he can't. He could play in the pocket, but uh, to do that an entire game, it's just not him. And 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 that's not because he's not a pocket passer. It's just because uh, he plays with a lot of instinct, and uh, and that tells him. If the pockets collapse and then he's about to get sacked, it's time to get out. Yeah, and I, I, I'm much more concerned about Lane from an uncertainty standpoint than Jalen. I, I think Jalen's going to be fine. Um, Lane, I don't know. Um, you know, he mentioned Cam Jordan played with it, and he was talking to Cam Jordan about how to get through it. He said he doesn't want to take any painkillers, and that's why he was testing it on Wednesday. We'll see, but he will if he has to. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't know how you do that, right? Yeah, and um, and, and everybody, we don't know the the degree of his injury, and I'm just guessing in that. But uh, but that's gonna yeah. be a, a that's gonna be a big deal. And the other thing is, the Eagles they played what one? I mean, Hertz, for example, has played one game in in four weeks, something like that. I mean, that's. Yeah. The- There'll probably be some rust maybe in the first couple series, but you know, you get well, the giant and the giants already got going last week. Uh, let's not forget that people say, Oh, they yeah. beat a, a, a lousy team. And they did a team with no lousy defense. defense. They beat a good team. I mean, that team's good offensively, lousy defense. Yeah. And they took I mean, advantage of it. They deserve credit. for they, it. That's a lot of points for the giants to put up there yeah. too, but that's a bad defense, but they've already played. They got those jitters out. You know, they're but isn't it better? A lot of people say that, Bob. Isn't it better not to play than to play? Like people remember the last thing they saw and the Giants were impressive, but the Eagles were sitting at home. I think it's better to play. I I, I especially for a team like the Eagles, especially for a guy like Jalen Hurts. And I understand you don't want him to get hurt in that, so you really couldn't do that. But uh I think it's better to play. I, look at last year. Remember when they, they got the Eagles got real, they just outsmarted everybody in the league and they had everybody test for COVID, COVID the COVID uh, yeah. incident. And yeah. they used that last regular season as a buy. You remember that? Yeah, but the last uh, regular uh, season uh, game uh, was they a buy. Did, yeah, they used the COVID. They manipulated everything. Now yeah. the Giants couldn't use the COVID stuff. They couldn't manipulate it like no, that. No, 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 no. But, but John, they didn't play. But what I'm saying, Bob, is they didn't play anybody and it worked out for them. Yeah, so I, I think it didn't work out for the Eagles just because Tampa at the time was a much better team. Oh no, Tampa right. Tampa played some guys, and yeah, they were definitely better. But thirty-one to nothing—that game was thirty-one to nothing. Yeah. Oh, they got destroyed in that game. But I what mean, I'm saying is the Giants used the same philosophy, and it worked out for them. 
they they rested everybody in week teen, week eighteen against the Eagles, right, right. and they were able to upset and and get a playoff win. So yeah, it can work both ways. That's all I'm yeah. saying. But one game in in uh, what three weeks? That... Yeah, it's been a while. But I'd rather be yeah. the number one seed, not playing while everybody's beating the you know what out of everybody yeah. else. I don't, I don't know with a young team. I don't. I'm starting. I have a bad feeling about this game. I think the Eagles are going to win, but oh. I got a bad feeling. Oh, you're I, right. I think it's going to be. He's going yeah. down the competitive road. Yeah. Um, I acknowledge that the Giants are improved from the team that the Eagles beat the snot out of six weeks ago in uh, MetLife Stadium. The Giants have shown to be an improved team. But it's really based on two games. The win over Indi- over uh, the Colts, Indianapolis, which they needed to lock up a playoff spot, and they got they beat up on, talk about a guy with rust all over him, Nick Foles, not good. Uh, and then the win against Minnesota last week. <laughs> so the Giants have improved by leaps and bounds. Because of two wins? Are we no, they open? got healthier. They got healthier too, Jerry. They, they got get healthier. They got a bunch of guys team. back uh, that, yeah. that didn't play against the Eagles. So Adoree Jackson and uh, – uh, he, He's a stud, isn't he? Xavier Who would you McKinney. rather have, Adoree Jackson or James Bradbury? Are you even kidding? Why would you even go there, you fool? <laughs> One of them made the all-pro. Not Pro Bowl, all-pro. Jordan Bradford. You know who didn't make the All-Pro? Adoree Jackson. You know who else didn't make All-Pro? Hold on, hold on. Bradbury was an All-Pro. Yeah, it was second team. The guy who made All-Pro was James Bradbury. Second team. You you just got to throw your hands up and say, mea culpa, Bob. How how did he do it? You've just been woefully wrong about Bradford. Listen to me, Jody. Listen to me, Jody. He's He's like the fourth Third best cornerback on that team. Fourth best, including Avante. <laughs> Damn, you're Wait, wait. Who's number two? Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Should he? He played better than anybody in that secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe Avante. And he didn't get any. I mean, was he all pro or anything? No. no that, but that tells you missed, what the voters are looking he at. Five games. They that's don't keep an eye on. Uh, hey, I, I'm really disappointed in the voters. He would have. He would have made uh, the Pro Bowl certainly if he didn't get hurt. He, I don't know he, about all pro. But. He missed five games and he's tied for the interception lead. And he didn't just, he made plays. I mean, he, he had the oh, best he's year a playmaker. that secondary. Yeah. yeah, Bradbury made some plays, Bob. <laughs> he made some plays in the first couple games, but tell me what he did. What has he done recently? He had 17 pass breakups. 17. He, That's pretty good. He had good. three interceptions he had three in like interceptions, the first four weeks. Which is pretty good. He I had mean, 17 pass breakups. He's second team all pro. Yeah. I'm with Jody on this one, Bob. You gotta yeah. you gotta raise the white flag. He had a he had a just damn got, good season. You gotta give it up. Yeah, you've been questioning the guy all year and he made the all pro. So you not only question him, you're questioning all your fellow media voters from the well, that you can do. Am, they they don't, that you they can don't do. listen, they don't watch the game. Yeah, that I you mean, can do. They don't. Do. They don't see. They don't see receivers running so away they, from they, him. They, I mean, neither one of you guys are going to have to worry Jody, about sending an extra Jody, he doesn't Ramadi even cover themselves. Yeah, on that he doesn't even cover a number one guy. Bad mouthed to no yeah, I'm end. trying to get on that list. Yeah, yeah he got no shot. You just said, go ahead and second guess the guys that are already on there. By the oh, way, yeah, they're going to let you in now. They're going to let you join well, the club. No, I'm sounding as foolish as groats. Hopefully, Rob is listening to the show, so I'll make a. A, a statement to Rob. Um, it, it, somebody voted for Boston Scott as the returner. I mean, come on. 
you got to get that guy out of there. And I know he's from Philadelphia. You got to get that guy out of there. Get me in there. I mean, I love Boston Scott as well. The New York Giants don't love. He not get. He should be getting votes for the All Pro team. There are some people, Jody, that shouldn't be on that list. Bob is right about that part. Uh, that, but Bradbury, he's wrong. Bradbury had a great season. Not the way I would look to ingratiate a myself into a position. Yeah. Hey, I'm just by honest. knocking and mocking those who already I'm have that honor. I'm just being honest. I'm not. Okay. I'm not, uh, you can be yeah. honest, but I'm telling you, no, I, I'm I, being I honest that, with you. I don't think you're helping your cause. Well, that's Brad probably Barry, true. That's Brad usually is true. Great, can I, can I throw true. this in again? Bradbury is a great guy. So oh, he's, he's tremendous. He's all yeah. pro, second team, great guy. He might There's even be first team, all pro, great guy. But, uh, uh, well, you know, some of these, it's going to, this is going to be fun to watch this game because um, Daniel Jones is, he's got a little, he's into a little bit of a rhythm too. And, uh, and the Eagles, for whatever reason, they struggle against quarterbacks that run, that break out of the pocket. Remember Kyler Murray, that game, I'm not saying Daniel Jones is Kyler Murray, but they struggle to contain guys like that. That's another component that I think will be interesting. If if um, Daniel Jones isn't – I mean, if, if the Eagles don't rush really disciplined to keep him in the pocket, if he sees an, if he sees an opening and, and gets out there, that's going to be uh, – what, what do they call that? Uh, he's two-dimensional. He's a dual threat. Dual yeah. threat. Now, Jalen calls he, himself a If he a brings a two-dimensional threat. game, that's going to be a problem, you know? No, he's, Giants, he's very athletic. People don't realize how. And the Giants. Is. Here's the other thing too. The Giants. I mean, they look at all the look at the Eagles team. They're looking at that and saying, "Oh, Jesus, James Bradbury, all team second pro, nine Pro Bowl guys over there. Uh, oh, Jalen Hurts, MVP candidate. You know, fourteen wins. You know, and uh, and uh, you know, but we're playing we're playing as a team right now. And uh, and look at us. It, it's kind of like that no name type of mentality i think that i think they're going to bring that into the game and dave brian dable's a good he's a good he's coach. a he's a darn good coach i don't think well, they're going to beat i don't think they're going to beat themselves I, this is going to be a tough game let's talk about the coaching staff then bob because uh i'm with you i think brian dable is great i think uh, and kafka is pretty good Kafka's too. is good what, what he's think, done with a limited cast i mean i think wink martindale is great but, man, I mean, this Eagle staff seems to get short-sighted. They've done a pretty good job. Why does yeah. everyone just assume the Giants are going to outcoach the Eagles? Not everyone, but a lot of people think that's going to be the case. Well, you look at the Eagles and look at look at the talent. I mean, they got oh, all kinds of talent. That's why you look at – you you kind of wonder a little bit about the coaching staff just because – is that their should, fault, though? That you they think have they a lot be of dominating, you know. But, <laughs> but defenses just don't dominate anymore. I mean, no, nobody they can don't stop the run they anymore. Don't. You know, um, the they're not allowed the to dominate. Ball. They legislated dominance out of the game. Yeah, they're not allowed to dominate. Yeah, they, it, it's hard to play with the way the rules are, and that's not that's not an excuse just for that. It's what teams are willing to do. And what was that? Uh, was it Anthony Harris who was talking about that? You know, yeah, Anthony, speaking the, of the philosophy, great guys, like, you know, the philosophy now is just don't give up the really big plays as much as you can. So, I mean, I and then do something in the red zone. I don't know. I, it, the game, it, it really has changed. 
quite frankly, I loved it in the days when uh, Seth Joyner was playing with that 1991 defense. So does you Seth. really could you could defend someone, and Eric Allen was playing corner, yeah. you know, and and uh, and banging guys all the way down the field. And uh, boy, that can't that do was, that though. I miss those days. I know. Yeah, but I, I I'm with you. That, I miss it. This too. is not defense now. Yeah. It, it's not defense. The game and, uh, is what it is. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, and it, so let me let me ask you this. Because this is one slight concern I have coming into this game from an Eagle perspective. Um, you can still check a wide receiver at the line of scrimmage. But it's got to be the line of scrimmage. It's five yards, and then you better get your hands off them. Because if you don't, they're going to call illegal contact. And they're ready, willing, and able to drop that flag. So it's not going to be like Eric Allen riding the guy all the way down the yeah. uh, 25 yards down the field. That, that That's done. That's gone. That's history. In fairness, Jody, they've been letting them they've been letting them go a little bit more in the playoffs. More than five? Yeah. Okay. Right. Well then that makes right. my question even more poignant. Will Jonathan Gannon do any of that this week? Because a lot of the Giants' success in these two much improved games they had are three step drop, quick release, get the ball out of Daniel Jones's hands quickly. Uh Richie and Hodgins making good quick moves, catching the ball, trying to get a little run after catch. The Eagles almost never play press. They never let their corners get up and get in a guy's face on a line of scrimmage. Should they do that this week? I think you'll see some run blitzes. And uh, and if there's run blitzes, you'll see some guys right up on receivers. Yeah, I think a lot of that, that's not who they are. So um, they're, they're a team that um, that embraces that don't let them get behind you philosophy you know make make them take take the the train not the plane so but, but the, gi- the giants were that's, a blitzing team until this week from you. and then all of a sudden they weren't a blitzing team so wink martindale showed that you can get away from your main philosophy in a specific game if you think doing quote unquote the opposite is what will work better will yeah. jonathan get and have that same flexibility but did you see the mismatch they had with dexter lawrence on that minnesota center I mean, he was lifting them up and throwing them on the ground like every play. So, Dexter was uh, uh, mic'd up on uh, uh, what's the old him. HBO show that's now on Showtime. I forget. Yeah, uh, he just killed that guy. Yeah, I felt he, bad for the guy. He was the guy saying, hung in there and kept taking his hits, but I don't Dexter know how Dexter said, you, you, you hugged me more than my girlfriend inside <laughs> the NFL. Yeah, he was getting, he, he, he wrecked that game. Um, and he's not going to be able to do that. He's not going to be able to do that against the Eagles because it's Jason Kelsey and Landon Dickerson and yeah, Landon Dickerson. Isaac Sayamalo. And by those, and by the way, Dexter's a great player, but they're great players too. So it's going to be more. He's going to get some wins, but it's not going to be complete and total dominance. Landon Dickerson and Dexter Lawrence is the matchup to look when those. Yeah, those are two strong guys, man. Yeah. Landon has had a tremendous year. If you ask me, I mean, Lane's had a, had a good year and you know, he he's voted first team all pro. He, he's got a reputation. Landon Dickerson is, I think he had the best year of anybody out there, you know, Kelsey. I, I, well, Kelsey, um, I think, yeah, I, no, I think, I think, the, I think the, the most underrated guy on that offensive line every year is Kelsey. Uh, say Amalo. Oh, say Amalo. I think yeah, say Amalo had a great year. I think he should have been in the Pro Bowl and Landon should have been the alternate. That's what I think. I, I think Landon, <clears throat> Landon just dominated people. He does. Well, here's the thing <clears throat> about Landon. Landon is so physical and so strong. When he 
dominates somebody, it's like one of those clips that Baldy will put up and everybody will make a big deal. He's pancaking this guy. But I think Isaac is more. But consistent. he's doing it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Isaac is more of a technician. Yeah. I, exactly. Even Dickerson. I mean, he just he just destroys things. He does. Like a, when, when he destroys people. It's like a pickup truck or a, a Mack truck go, hitting yeah. a building. You know, That like, is a great match. Because yeah. Lawrence is a great player. And Landon's one of the few players that can stand up to him strength-wise. It is a uh, an interesting match. And, and, oh, by the way, A.J. Brown, this this is the – this is what the Eagles got AJ Brown for too, to give him uh, to to give him this swagger coming into the playoffs. I don't see. I mean, I, to me, he's the reason that the Eagles are the favorite in this game, you know, and the and the quarterback. But AJ Brown, th- there's nobody over there that can they, they can double him and he's going to catch balls. He he's going to get open, and um, so that his swagger. If anything happens to him, <laughs> if the, if something happens to that foot or leg or something and he goes out. They got they got big problems, and I I big. think they will double him. I think they'll treat him much like the same way they treated uh, Jefferson. Jefferson last week, which means the under over for Dallas Goddard receiving yards is fifty and a half. Oh, I think he could be over by halftime. How about you? Uh, I know somebody else who thinks that too. You know somebody like that, John? <laughs> Can't really say. Yeah. 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 Can't really say on the air. I, I, your yeah. your sentiment is shared by somebody on that team. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. I don't know if the, the, the Giants, though, are going to – I think the Giants are going back to their normal way of defense because they want to hit Jalen Hurts. They want to test that shoulder. Um, so I don't think they're going to sit back and yeah, you can't uh, umbrella just, coverage. But you can't just – and you can't just focus on on putting hits on Jalen Hurts. I mean, you, you'll lose the game. It's kind you know? of winks. You know, Winks, I mean – M.O. Yeah, it, it's got – you got to be – you have to have – well, they're they're the, screwed. The if, you know, I, I, that's the problem with playing the Eagles. Well, even at, uh, let's say, all right, let's say they do play AJ the same as 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 they played Jefferson last week. Well, then you got to deal with Devontae Smith, and you got to deal with Dallas Goddard, and you got to deal with Miles, and you got to deal with Jalen Hurts throwing, running the football, and the zone reads. I mean, that's the problem. That's the difficulty of playing this team. You you can try to take away AJ Brown, but Devontae's going to kill you. Yeah. Dallas is going to kill you. So. I'll tell you this too. I don't. I don't even think you can take away AJ with a with a double team. He's so strong. He's going to find a way to get that to get open. And uh, that always open sign. He's always open. He's got two of those on his locker now because yeah, he's always open. Jody, two two of those signs now hanging. I mean, there'll be a third one after they win. I'm I'm sure. But uh, but he. I mean. He, he he took the uh, he he took the wide receivers out during the bye, and he took them bowling. And yeah. Apparently, he's a really good bowler in that. Yeah, but oh, he nailed me, that strike. Did we, you see? We that only clip? see the guy. We see his swagger and stuff, but he he's the ultimate team guy too. Yeah, I mean, and, and he we went over with these guys in that. Who has the most setting. swagger on the Eagles, Bob? Who has the most swagger? Oh, AJ on the for sure. AJ, I disagree. You know who has the most swagger? CJ Gardner Johnson. That's not that guy. That guy's insane. He thinks he's the best in the world. He's not, but he thinks it. Um, He is just, I never thought I'd see anybody with more energy than Brandon Graham, but he's got, he's got more energy than Brandon Graham. He's got so much energy. He annoys people. 
Jalen Hurts was like, oh, you got some energy today and walked away from him. He's got so much energy that he annoys people. He's got the most swagger on this. Yeah, I don't think that's swagger. We, we, probably have different, we probably have different definitions of swagger. Yeah. Swagger to me isn't defined solely by volume. Oh, by no, it's not just the volume. Talk and how loud no, and you think... talk. It's the way you carry yourself. Yeah. And I would absolutely say that A.J. Brown has more. Yeah, than John, I, I think you're he's talking about He's the best trash talker. Gardner Johnson <laughs> is easily the best trash talker. Oh, he's talker. definitely annoying. No, I'm talking about confidence in oneself. That's what I'm talking about. Nobody has more confidence. That's my definition of swag. Nobody right. has more confidence in themselves than C.J. Gardner. A.J. Brown, uh, definitely. Uh, I, I prefer, okay. uh, yeah. A.J.'s got tons of it. Jalen has tons of it. Yeah. Brandon has tons of it. But I'm saying if you wanted me to pick the guy who has the most confidence in himself, it's CJ Gardner Johnson. All right. Yeah. He no, even no. talks, you know what, to the head coach, as Nick said. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. sorry to say I'm with Groats on this one. Uh, hey. <laughs> hey. Uh, I, but, you know, here he is. Here's AJ. He takes the guys out bowling and he's telling them, hey. And and this is the obvious, but he, he's telling them in a in a friendly setting, you know, you guys, you're not he, this this could be it for us this week, you know, if we don't do this that and the other thing, this is what we've done. It doesn't mean anything. If we don't do this that and the other thing, you know, it's over. And you may never play in the playoffs again. You know, you don't want to do that. You know. Yeah. And, oh yeah, they got to take advantage he, of this. He's situation. doing that with the young guys. You know, the young guys that haven't been in this and and telling them what it's like going to be. That guy, I mean, he just he, he goes above and beyond. I mean, they, what a bargain he was. That's the best offseason acquisition in the league, AJ Brown, without a doubt. And, I agree. And with there have been a lot of good ones by teams. And the Eagles, Chauncey is they a might good, uh, they might have number two in Hassan Reddick. Yeah, they yeah. might have well, one and, and, and Chauncey two. too. You're right. How can I forget Hassan? You're right. But but AJ Brown, man, I mean that that's that's the creme de la creme in, in terms of uh off-season acquisitions. Speaking of uh, Hassan Reddick, Evan Neal, the offensive tackle that the Giants took in the first round this past draft in uh, from Alabama, has been hit or miss. He's had some really yeah. good games, and he's had some games where he's looked like a wet-behind-the-ears rookie, yeah. and I don't think it's a coincidence that the better the player he goes against kind of dictates how he's evaluated after the game. Now he's going up against the guy who had the second most sacks in the league this season. You think Hassan Reddick's going to abuse Evan Neal on Saturday? That could happen. That could happen. He, I don't think that. I think uh, that that big tackle. I think he struggles against the littler guys too. The the real quick guys and Reddick is really. I, I don't know how. I, I rarely see people that that just explode at the end of the year like him it's like he's got another gear you know he's yeah he's not worn down or anything but he's a great studier of film maybe maybe these tackles are getting worn down and he sees another little flaw and and that helps him get to the the passer but he's been he's been unbelievable he, he really has been he's been like von miller the year that uh denver won the super bowl i mean for the eagles he has and uh just just really bringing it off that edge. You can count on him for one or two every game and a couple of pressures and, and, and forcing everything to the other side. 
Yeah, and he's the best stripped sack artist. He hasn't had one of those for a you while, know, has he? What, one of the things, going back to the offseason, and Jody knows this, Bob, I was a little bit concerned about how undersized the Eagles looked on defense. But we talk about the evolution of the game. Nobody takes advantage of it. Like, if I were the yeah. Giants, and I had Evan Neal, who struggles in pass protection, but is this big, powerful guy, I'd run right at him. I'd run right at Hassan Reddick and try to take him out of the game that way. But teams don't do that because yeah. they don't practice it. They're not good at it. And and if they do run, it's going to be inside zone or outside zone. I, I don't. So the Eagles were smart by realizing it's not that big of a deal anymore to have an undersized guy uh, yeah. uh, in that position. Yeah, and, and like we were saying before, nobody stops the run. <laughs> They no, don't care. They don't. They don't like, care. Yeah, they don't care. I mean, the the run. The only time they're worried about stopping the run is if they have to play catch up. You know, in the fourth quarter, and yeah. then you gotta you gotta run blitz a couple times to get the ball back. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's. Um, I don't. I don't get that. You know, especially maybe the Eagles come out and do that with Hurts. I mean, that would be a a pretty good idea, don't you think? Especially against a team like. Uh, well, yeah, teams run it in that fashion, you know, with Jalen and, and the zone read stuff. But they don't go straight ahead anymore. They just don't. They yeah. just don't. I, I, I mean that 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 could benefit them, but um, yeah, but the Eagles, uh, they are what they are, and um, they got to get the ball to AJ Brown. That that's that's where they start. Get the ball to AJ, and then and also get Hurts out there. Get Hurts in space, and then if they do those two things, they'll win this game. Agreed. So give me a final score, Bob Groats. How I think easy it's gonna is be, it going to be? Yeah, I think it's going to be like uh, 21 to 20. Ooh. Yeah, and, I, and yeah, I think I predicted Groats would say it would be close. I yeah, and, and I think it's going to be one of those deals, too, where like the Giants miss an impossible field goal at the end, trying to trying to win the game. Oh, it's going to be a nail biter. The guy out for a 63-yarder. Graham can yeah, a hell like of a that, kicker. Right? You don't want to be in that position because he might nail that stinking thing. No, you no, have a gonna, hell of a kicker. My my projection is that it the kick is towards the I ninety five goalpost where it's toughest to kick. Toughest and the to wind kick. is really swirling. I'll down tell you there. what, if it's, it's impossible to make a long Sixty three is way too long, but if it's fifty six to win the game, the Eagles are in trouble. I don't know. If, Fifty-six I don't know is doable end. these days in the yeah. NFL. 56 oh my God, it's become not outrageous. Yeah, if it's fifty-six to win the game, no, I would be very wary. Of not Graham towards Gano. the I ninety-five goalpost, guys. Uh, I would be <laughs> It'll very just wary. Die. All right. Now, is that determined by the coin flip? Uh, yeah, essentially, yeah. Yeah, because, if you're because defer, you decide yeah. whether you want the ball, and then the other yeah. team decides which end they want the so. Will Sirianni give that up for the second half by deferring? Oh, boy, that would be interesting, yeah. Because <laughs> Bob Roach is telling us the game will be decided by the fact that the team having to kick the game-winning field goal will be going toward I-95, which is more exactly. difficult. So that, to me, outweighs the whole, well, you can get it back and forth between the second half and the first half. Should Sirianni take that into consideration? Oh, no. No, no. I'm no, trying here. You guys never gonna, want to listen to me on no, that. That's no. so over the assistant GM. Uh, now the assistant GM. Alec Jody, you Calibre. know better than to do an Alec Calabi says no. Yeah. 
Alec, well. Alec Hallaby says. Good to no. know that Alex Hallaby is going to decide the outcome of the Eagles season. Alec, this year. I'm, yeah. I'm glad yeah, you've read, got on record with that, John. John just I've told read, us that Alex Hallaby is going to dictate a decision that's so important it may decide the game before it's ever started. It's coming down to the analysis of Alex. I've Hallaby. never thought about that, but but you know what? You don't want to be going that way if you you, you don't want to be. Yeah. Driving well, first of all, uh, Bob's really score, Bob's score might be the last number, and Bob's score might be correct. The first number is going to be woefully low. They won't be in a position to where okay they're going to yeah, lose yeah. to a Graham. You know, yeah, it might be twenty-two to twenty. You're right. Oh, <laughs> he's getting it up to twenty-two. Yeah. Good job, John. We we appreciate the optimism and the confidence. Mr. Yeah, Brown. I think all it's right. going to be a struggle, though. I, I and uh, I. The Giants are warmed up. The Eagles have got a lot of young guys. They're they're getting in there. I don't think they're going to play horribly, but I think they are going to make a few mistakes. You know, right. well they're going to make I, some I, mistakes. Yeah, yeah. What they're I have to really, be perfect. I mean, if the Eagles make a big play early, you oh, know what that, you know what the link is like. All of a sudden, yeah. you know, all of a sudden Daniel Jones won't won't hear the signals. They'll be calling timeouts. He'll be doing this, you know, to get the, and he'll be calling his own plays. And the over and under on false starts is what two and a half. Yeah, I, I'll like, tell you what, Brian Dayball will not fall apart like Mike McDaniel. I guarantee that. I guarantee that. Well, you, I think we can all agree on that. All right, Mister Groats, uh, feel free to go get yourself a bowl of cornflakes or whatever else you're having for breakfast. I'm waiting yeah. for my plexiderm to come in, Jody. I hope it gets here before the game. Yeah. Uh, at Bob Groats, Delco Times. Dot com. Make sure Peace. you read Bob. He's got, and by the way, he's got a nice piece up there on James Bradbury. Looking forward to the Giants game. Yeah. And some Lane Johnson info as well. No, no. And for those of you confused, Bob really likes James Bradbury. He just doesn't think he's a star player, which yeah. has been woefully That's a good wrong about it. I think he's, yeah. I don't think he's a star. Yeah. He's a, he's but a if star. you're watching this, James, uh, don't take anything I say seriously. He's, he's not a star. He's a star. <laughs> right, I'll see you guys. Always star. a pleasure. Always Thanks, a Bob. pleasure. I'm Groats uh, here with us on Birds 365. All right, Jody Mac, Downey Mac coming back. Uh, we're going to give the up the turnpike look in hour number two. Uh, Pat Leonard's been good enough to come on with us a couple times of late because the Giants and Eagles have played a couple times of late. They've got one more game to play against each other, and it's kind of the most important one since it is the playoffs. Pat Leonard, Daily News, going to join us in hour number two here on Birds 365.
My name is uh, Fran Soleno, and I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. We all know that taxes are... Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Show 
with Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. He's Mac, I'm Mac. That makes us Mac a Mac on Birds 365 as the countdown is on to kick off for the Giants and the Eagles Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field, 8-15. A little late for Johnny's taste, but... Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> fun, fun Saturday night uh, with the Eagles and the Giants playing for the third time. And yes, uh, forget the noise about it's tough to beat a team three times, though it's actually... Uh, about a 680 winning percentage of when it happens in the NFL since 1970, which is uh, a pretty large number. Uh, JM, I want to ask you this because I don't know the answer to the question. I don't know the answer to it. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. It's a, a, a difficult question. Bob Groats made me think about it when talked about uh, Hassan Reddick being able to speed past Evan Neal. The Eagles led the National Football League in sacks this year. They put up the most sacks that the Eagle organization has ever put up and came up, what, two sacks from the greatest? Two, uh, two sacks short. Extra game, of course. But, right. Uh, one one extra game. Um, so even if they'd gotten it, it would have had an asterisk next to it. But to say the Eagles had a phenomenal season at getting to the quarterback would be a blatant understatement. Of the 70 sacks the Eagles got, how many do you think included a stunt up front, a game, so to speak, guys crossing over, different names for for, for basically the same idea? Usually you think of a, a pass rush, mano a mano, you beat your guy inside, outside, whatever. But the, the crossover, the stunt, the game that guys play – because I remember clearly a couple of uh, Hassan Reddick sacks this year, which he actually got inside. Yeah. That they ran a stunt and ran a game. People would, part of it is the surprise of it because Hassan is a little undersized for an NFL defensive end. So you wouldn't think you'd run him inside. Well, they do. And usually he beats whoever the inside guy is because he's not nearly quick enough to deal with a guy like Hassan Reddick. That's just another thing that Jonathan Gannon doesn't get enough credit for. The defensive line games and stunts that he plays and he moves around and he makes work. Nobody gives him near enough credit for it. How many do you think out of 70 were actually games? Um, not probably 20-ish, I would say. Somewhere in that range in the uh, early 20s. It's funny. We talked to Josh Sweat about this um, after – Chicago game, I think, because um, they were uh, they were pretty impressive that game with stunts, um, and it's usually end tackle or tackle end. Uh, and uh, he 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 was joking about it. He said we don't like to run them because we prefer to be people one on one. But when they, it's sort of like a curveball when they break them out. And yeah, Reddick's really good at it. Uh, Sweat's really good at it. Uh, J-Bond's really good at it. But it's funny. They don't like to do it. And I'm talking about the players. 
because they again we talk about swagger they you want the mono they, to mono challenge yeah sure. they they have immense confidence in their ability to to beat people one-on-one um but yeah they're really good at it they they, they don't do it that much but it's a curveball and and when he throws the curveball it it they're generally very very good at it so that's one of the things you know gannon gets all the kinds of criticism you know what uh, you bring up Reddick. We've been talking about Reddick. One of the things that's dropping in the covers with Reddick, and I've heard media people say this, you can't drop Hassan Reddick in coverage. And, and I make the baseball comparison. Does a, does a fastball that does a pitcher throw a fastball hundred percent of the time, even if he throws a hundred miles an hour? No, it's absurd. And the ironic thing is in his career, Hassan Reddick has never dropped less than he has this year. Never dropped less really? like 63 times. Never dropped. Now, early in his career, he dropped a lot because Arizona was using him. Using him as a linebacker, right. Using him in a poor way. Uh, but even since he turned into just an edge rusher, it's the lowest amount he's ever dropped in his career. But, you know, people have these narratives. and and it, it, But getting back to the, your original point, yeah, it's a curveball for them, um, but it's a very effective curveball for them. Right. If you if you wanted the true number, it would be the percentage of sacks that a team gets. How many of those? Come? If you, uh, I, I, it's an unfair question. I'm sorry I asked it of you. But let's say you're exactly right that it's 20. Well, it's 20 out of 70, which means the percentage is 28 percent. I'm just doing quick division in my mind and I'm not sure that's right, but uh, go with it. Um, how many other teams get? get home 28% of the time of the sacks that they get during a season. I'm going to venture there right at the top of the league in that category as well. And that is a, uh, a feather in for me, Jonathan Gannon's cap, which I don't think he gets enough uh, credit for. I, I got to run this one other one by you. I'm in total shock. I put in action already this morning. I thought for sure that Boston Scott's anytime touchdown was going to be decreased. I bet it last time and got three to one. I was a little surprised I got three to one uh, in the last game, Giants and Eagles. I thought for sure it had to come down because he did it again. They, they, the Eagles scored how many touchdowns the last game against the Giants, John? Just one, right? One. Who scored yeah. it? Boston Scott. So he's the only guy who scored a touchdown last time. They got five stinking field goals. One touchdown was Boston Scott. So I checked today. It's over three to one. The odds have actually gone up on the Boston Scott touchdown. You've said this a couple times. Don't know if it's just a McMullen opinion or it's an advised McMullen opinion that the Eagles kind of like the whole stick it to the Giants with Boston Scott as the giant killer thing. That is enough for me to believe it's going to happen again. If they get inside the 10, they're going to give it to Boston yeah. Scott again. How do you let the number go up? It's 330 to 370 plus on both yeah. sides. My my only assumption with that is and is that, you know, the Eagles aren't going to mess around early, uh, you know, trolling the Giants in the playoffs. They're going to try to win the game. Uh, and Boston's not their best option to win the game in the backfield. Um, so from that standpoint, logically, maybe it, it should go up a little bit. But if, if it's the game in the second half that I think it's going to be, um, 
that's where I think the trolling part comes in. So, you know, if, 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 if Bob is right, if Bob Groats is right, and it's going to be a 21, 20 game, eh, he's probably not going to score. Um, if I'm right and, and it's going to be a, a wider margin, uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to score probably late in the game. Um, and yeah, I think the Eagles enjoy it. I think they enjoy it. Right. But last game when they were just slightly ahead, who got the touchdown? Or yeah, but they not. weren't concerned about that game. They weren't concerned about that game. And right, they were concerned and, enough to bring Jalen Hurts back from an injury after he sat out for two well, weeks. Well, no, I mean, they, they knew concerned. they knew they had to win the game. What I'm saying is the box score at the end indicates it was closer than it really was inside the game. People forget that game was 19 to nothing, and they dropped three interceptions. And, and that was basically into the fourth quarter. And then, you know, you had the lull. And whatever. I mean, you know, that's what sort of time does to people. And they look at the box score and they say, oh, that was really close. They dominated that game. They dominated that game. They never felt in – they were never in fear, I I shall say, in that game. Not Fear is probably a bad word, too, because football teams don't like that word. But they were never concerned, uh, how shall I say it. They're going to try to win the game in the playoffs. Um, so if it is close, I don't think you're going to see a lot of Boston, Scott. But do you think Miles is, If and we've been dealing with these numbers of percentages and we readily admit we don't know exactly what they are or even what they mean. You just have your own uh, concept of what it is. Do you think that, what would you put Miles's percentage at right now? I think Miles is healthy. Miles ditched the uh, the knee brace. I think the extra week helped him. Uh, he ditched it for week 18. Uh, so he wore it in uh, the New Orleans game, didn't wear it in the Giants game. They had him on a pitch count, same as uh, – I don't think he's on a pitch count in this game. Um, and, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to say the Eagles aren't going to use – Kenny Gainwell because that's their third down back. That's their hurry up back. Um, that's who they believe in. Um, so it's still going to be that, that sort of uh, committee approach, but before he was on a, a, a pitch count and that is no longer going to be the case. The uh, Boston Scott t- touchdown came when the Eagles were up three, nothing. The game was far from over at that point. They may have had confidence in their ability to win it, but the scoreboard had not gotten to the point where you say, yeah, when they were up 19, yeah. nothing and they kind of well, let their foot off what, their necks. Yeah. Then you can say that when, when it, when it's three, nothing uh, in the first quarter, uh, I don't I, think you I, could say, ah, the Eagles already had that one in the book. What and I'm saying, what away. I'm saying is they had no doubt they were going to win that football game. There was no, they are not going into this game with the same thought process that they were going into that game. They knew the Giants weren't going to play their players, um, their their key players. They they knew they had to win the game. They knew they were going to win the game. Uh, just sort of rolling out the balls, so to speak. If so they were less record. confident this time than they were two weeks ago. No, it's not less confident. They know the Giants are going to play to win the game. 
they knew the Giants weren't going to play to win the game going into week 18. They knew the Giants weren't going to play to win the game. That changes the philosophy. They knew they had to win the game, but they knew they would win the game because they were playing a bunch of backups and Davis Webb was the starting quarterback. They're, that's different, Jody. That's different. Now they're playing a playoff game with Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and 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 Dex, Dexter Lawrence and Leonard Williams and Adoree Jackson and Xavier McKinney. These are all good players who weren't playing. They weren't playing. The Eagles knew they weren't playing. So the sense of urgency wasn't nearly as great, and they knew they were playing their starters because they had to play their starters, and they didn't want to play their starters. But they knew they were playing their starters, so they knew, eh, you know, we're going to win this game. That's what I'm saying. Gotcha. Um, if, just glad that Reed Blankenship fell on that uh, onside kick because if they had lost that game with this confident, we just need to show up and uh, put our helmets out there on the field as you're making it sound that uh, was their mindset for that game. Wow, that would have been a, a nineteen of- nothing drop three interceptions. And by the way, Miles was on a pitch count then. He's no longer on a pitch count. Nineteen right. to nothing drop three interceptions. Pat right. will tell you. But the Giants got an onside kick on with under two minutes to go, down by six points. If they had recovered it then you got to at least say they got a chance to win the game. And if it was as lopsided as the Eagles had decided, it sounds to me like you believe they decided it before they ever took the field uh, for the game on Sunday. If they had not come away with a win, man, that would look bad for all parties involved. But it is a whole new ballgame. You're right. The Giants are playing everybody. The Eagles are playing everybody but uh, Avante Maddox. So there's nothing they can do about that. You and I have our beliefs of what, leveled the two-star eagle questionable players are going to be able to play at hertz and lane johnson the giants look like can all go except for maybe ojalari and we'll uh, get a latest update from our next guest on the giants defensive end who is listed as questionable other than that the giants are healthy too so it's two pretty damn healthy teams who'll face off on saturday pat leonard from the new york daily news giant beat report is going to join us next here on birds 365 My name is uh, Fran Solano. I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. 
Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community, at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. We got Maga McNear on Birds 365. Appreciate you streaming on in. While you're at it, go ahead, hit that like button. I know you don't really like us, but I'm asking you to do it. Come on, I got two <laughs> black eyes. Cut me some slack here uh, on Birds 365. We got the handsome Pat Leonard joining us from North Jersey to give us a giant perspective for this. All right, Leonard, let's cut to the chase. <laughs> we had you on a couple times this year, Giants-Eagles matchups. A couple times you... uh, it seems like in the month. Yeah, Pat coming through for us. Man. Well, wait, I got I have to ask you a question first. Jody, you look like a Giants fan who b- bought a ticket to this game and is sitting in the 700 level <laughs> of a blowout. <laughs> what, what happened, man? A uh, little, little surgery involved on the top of my head that had oh. uh, effects were, uh, coming down through my face. Oh, believe me, I looked worse earlier in this week. You're getting you're getting the condensed or cleaned so you're up not, version. So you're not tailgating early. Okay. No, well, no. glad to hear you're okay and on the mic. And my wife didn't do this either. It was a surgeon who did it by putting staples in my head. But uh, I've already explained it to everybody else. I'll talk to you later and tell you what the hell happened. Um, the Giants are showing some confidence this week. Uh, a lot of too much being made of the Giants having a good time at practice, dancing a little bit. Looks like their confidence is there going into the game, which if that's the way they want to feel more power to them, but then you can't also play the underdog card. You got to go one way or the other. We can play with the Eagles or, wow, we're being disrespected because we're the underdog. Are they trying to walk that fine line between the two or do they really believe they're going to walk into Lincoln Financial Field and win the game on Saturday? Yeah, no, that's a good question, Jody. I think – this is the first time I've seen the Giants act like a team that's playing with house money. Like they don't like that idea. They don't like the narrative. They don't like the idea that people say they shouldn't have been here. But 
that was the first time and they dance at practice all the time. It's nothing new, but it was an interesting looseness to them that showed you they are well aware. They don't, they weren't supposed to be here. They weren't even supposed to be in the last game, let alone beat the Vikings on the road. So I, I think they view it as a little bit of an advantage that they're, they feel no pressure and that doesn't mean they're going to win the game. It doesn't mean the game's going to be close, but compared to even how they finished the year, right guys. I mean, it's not like they were beating teams down the second half of the season. They were losing a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, there was a point there where it looked like they might not get in despite starting six and one. So I think it's more of a looseness that Brian Dable has cultivated. And frankly, I think early in the year, it wasn't always the best thing. I mean, their free safety, Xavier McKinney just went loose on the bye week and busted up his hand and missed the second half of the season. Those are the dangers of the things that you run into when you don't run a tight ship. But now that the players have responded, the team's gotten healthier, it looks like an advantage. So it's more about like where your perspective is and what time of the year it is, I think. Um, one of that, you know, the emotion part of it, Pat, I mean, we've seen this in, in the NFL playoffs before with numerous teams. You, you get the upset in the first round. It's like, you know, you haven't won in the playoffs for a while. It's such a big moment for uh, a particular franchise, in this case, the Giants. Yeah. And then you got to come back the next week against a, a better team. And, you know, the emotion only lasts so long. Any thought to that part of it where, you know, it was such people have called it like a Super Bowl level win because it's been so long <laughs> for this organization in the playoffs. And all of a sudden, oh, by the way, it's a short week and you got to go face the number one seed on the road. That's that's your reward. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think there's a danger to that. I, I frankly, you know, not to rain on the Giants parade. I mean, they deserve to celebrate that win, but. They weren't acting like they've been there before, which I, you know, I never think is a good quality. I mean, is it the French, a proud franchise with four Super Bowls acting like they won a fifth when they beat the Vikings? I, you know, I think that from an Eagle standpoint and from an objective standpoint, you do have to rein that in quickly because, yes, you deserve to celebrate that, especially because of expectations from people like me on the outside who picked them to win three games and even from their own front office which was operating this season as if it was year one of a rebuild. And that's still yeah. what they view it as. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think there is a danger a little bit to not turning the page on Minnesota. I do think they've done that, John. I think what you're hitting on though, is I think people forget how badly the Eagles beat them at MetLife. And I know the giants weren't fully healthy in that game. Saquon Barkley had the shoulder, but the fact of the matter is, I, I might have told you guys this before on, on yeah, here. Yeah, you did. You said they were shook. Oh, my God. Room. I mean, yeah. I've never heard the Giants say an opposing team was that much better than them, let alone one of their biggest rivals. Yeah. It does. It's very telling. All right. You know this certainly better than us. One of the reasons why I'd love to say, oh, the Giants are overconfident. The Giants celebrated too much. Giants aren't coming into this game with the right mindset. But on the offensive side and the overall side, I'm not as worried because Daniel Jones does seem like a straight and narrow guy. That he doesn't get too high, he doesn't get too low. He stays pretty balanced. I know Brian Dable does the same exact thing. He's been around. He knows. All right, you celebrate now. You come back to earth. You narrow focus. He'll get that done. Who's the defensive leader for this Giants team? It, if you got faith that come game time, the quarterback will pull it together. The coach will pull it together. Who's the guy who's got to pull it together on defense for the game? 
Dexter Lawrence, their defensive tackle, their nose tackle, uh, second team all pro AP this season. The awards have been rolling in. It's been valid or it's been, um, you know, he earned it. He has taken another step this year with Andre Patterson as his position coach coming over from Minnesota and in Wink Martindale scheme, they really isolated him on the inside and let him go at centers and win consistently. He's told me privately before, I don't think there's a center in the league that can block me. Now I will say this, Jason Kelsey can block him and he's shown it, right? So (laughs) most centers can't block him. He might be playing against the one who can. That's part of the reason the giants are in a little bit of trouble. The interesting thing is when they last played, um, their pass rush actually was the only thing that was somewhat encouraging about the Giants' performance, even though they got their butts kicked. They were able at times to get to Jalen Hurts. Um, so that that's the key here. I mean, Julian loves their leading tackler at safety by a mile, but the leader is Dexter Lawrence. And he's the guy who early in the season, it was Saquon Barkley on offense. This is in the first like three, four, five games. It was Saquon Barkley doing the damage on offense, and it was Dexter Lawrence just leaving opposing coaches and GMs like scratching their heads, walking out of MetLife stadium. So it has to be him. Yeah. And he wrecked that game against Minnesota. Just tremendous pressure, but again, bad interior line this week. It's Jason Kelsey, Landon Dickerson, Isaac Sayamalo. Um, and even, you know, Dexter's going to win his reps. He's a great player, but you know, it's going to be a little bit more even. Exactly. Uh, you would think moving forward. I do want to give this offense credit, though. Um, They're getting defensive coordinators fired. I mean, they were really impressive against Minnesota. Very bad defense. Um, We all know that. They play a very similar scheme to Philadelphia, though. Um, Mm. Now, the Eagles do it much better. Do you think that helps the Giants, though, seeing at least the same type of sentiment on the defensive side of the football? Good question. I, I think I think it helps them from a standpoint of just having the ultimate validation of what works against that type of scheme and these types of zone coverages. Um, I think that one thing I'm looking for to see whether they can replicate it is so the Vikings have a pretty good pass rush, even though their secondary is is terrible. Mm-hmm. And the Giants, you know, they were susceptible the first time they played Minnesota. So their second time they played the Vikings when Evan Neal, the right tackle was going up against some of their good pass rushers. And when he started losing a rep or when there was any pressure in the interior, you could tell the game plan was for Daniel Jones to immediately take off. And that's why you saw him run so often. Not only do they design runs for him, they were protecting against losing reps in the pass protection game by sending Daniel out immediately. And I think the Eagles are a much faster defense than the Vikings are. And so I'm not sure if that's going to work. If it does, if they do that, because they're going to have to, let's face it, the Eagles pass rush not only is strong, it's deep. So that rushing four element, if they can get there to Jones, I don't know if he's going to have the same type of record-setting ability and performance on the ground as well as throwing through the air against Philly just because there's a lot more speed on the back end. But I, I definitely think you got to look for those crossers. You got to look for Richie James and Darius Slayton being cleared out across the field. That is an, that is one of their bread and butter plays right now against these zones where the slot corner or the, or the linebacker carries uh, the, this, the seam route. And then the route, the slot comes underneath Avante Maddox's absence could rear its head in the passing game 
because the Giants just ran those crossers and hit the Vikings to death on them, frankly. And that's a matchup to watch. I last week, Daniel Jones ran it 17 times. That's a lot. The first time these two teams played, he ran it four times. He didn't run it badly. Four for 26 is still Mm -hmm. a nice percentage per carry, uh, but it's not 17. And we just guess that the number is going to be somewhere in the middle between four and 17, which is it going to be closer to? Um, I think it'll probably be closer to 17, but I don't think it will be as effective as it was in Minnesota. You know, I think, I think this year the giants did a lot, especially early to protect Daniel Jones from himself. And the, the offense has evolved in part because Jones has succeeded and earned more of the trust in the staff for them to lean on him more and more to the point where in his last two starts against the Colts and the Vikings, not only have they scored 38 and 31 points respectively, but Jones has put the offense on his back. This is no longer Saquon Barkley's offense with Jones complimenting him. Now it's the other way around that said, you know, so the re because that is, there, there's nothing. They're not playing for tomorrow. They're playing for today. And Jones's legs are just as important to their offense as his arm. And I think you're going to see them try to relieve pressure with his legs. I think you're going to see them design runs. All that said, though, Jody, as much as there's not a lot of focus on him because he's no longer the focal point of the Giants offense, at least recently, I think Saquon Barkley is the key to them winning this game because we saw look at Washington and how they beat the Eagles at the link. They controlled the clock. They ran the ball. They kept the Eagles offense off the field and then forced some turnovers when they were on. If the Giants don't run the ball, so that includes both Barkley and Jones, well, they're going to give the Eagles too many possessions. So that goes along with running Jones, but also running Barkley to keep their offense on the field and hurts off of it. Yeah, time of possession, I think, is going to be really key. It's the old, you got to shorten the game if you're the Giants and you got to have these not only long sustained drives, but you got to score touchdowns, uh, not field goals. I, I do think, Pat, one of the most interesting parts of the upset in Minnesota from the Giants' perspective was Wink Martindale throwing the curveball. We all know Wink, right? He's going to blitz from the buses. He's coming, he's coming. All of a sudden, yeah. he shows up. He's got umbrella coverage on, on Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Minnesota still moved the ball, yeah, um, but it was interesting. And I think a lot of people say, well, he might do the same thing to A.J. Brown. My thought process is, no, he's going to want to test Jalen Hurts. What's your feeling in in that shoulder? I think we're going to get the blitz, blitzing Wink Martindale. Yeah, I no, I agree with you. I think um, we're going to see more of his league-leading 44% blitz rate. That's a next-gen stats number, way higher than I think the second-ranked defense in the league was the Dolphins at like 38 And um, we're going to see more of that than the 22% blitz rate we saw against the Vikings that you alluded to. They had the luxury of playing Kirk Cousins who can't run. And, you know, that was a very savvy and interesting and surprising strategy from Martindale because he's known for being aggressive. But not only that, if Aziz Ojolari doesn't play, you know, he was actually one of the more promising pass rushers and performers in that blowout loss to the Eagles when the starters played uh, back in early December. And especially if he doesn't play, Wink's just going to have to generate pressure somehow. Now, because he's going to try to generate pressure, that doesn't mean he can just bring the house and empty the tank all the time because Hertz is just too good. You know, this is an Eagles passing offense that 
not only is way better than anybody expected coming into the year, but he gets the ball out quickly and they know that Wink's coming, right? So they don't always know from where, but yeah. they'll anticipate that. And so will it be effective for the Giants? I'm not sure, but I think he has to go back to his bread and butter. And uh, one thing Wink does believe, John, is that if you're going to go out, you got to go out your way. So that's that was the most interesting part of him abandoning the blitz against Minnesota, but it just shows how good of a coach he is that he's scheme specific to a game. Pat, you mentioned if Ojolari plays, he is the only giant on the injury report was listed as questionable yesterday. If he can't go, who's going to get those reps at DE? Yeah. So it would be Philadelphia's own Jihad Ward uh, veteran, but he is more of a run stopper early game uh, busting into the backfield when you're talking about getting there late in the game and those pass rush reps, there's a, a couple young guys. Taman Fox is a rookie they really like, an undrafted free agent. Uh, O'Shane Zimenez is really his role when he comes in is a pin your ears back pass rusher. That's really uh, the one thing he does at a level that gets him on the field. And then this is something maybe to watch out for. Quincy Roche, who played three years at Temple in college, um, I could see him being possibly elevated from the practice squad. And so Joe Shane and the Giants have been doing this thing lately where they elevated Davis Webb early in the or late in the regular season just to give him a game check before he ended up playing against, against Philly. In Minnesota, they elevated a couple guys, Jay Sean Corbin and Khalil Pimpleton, just to get him a game check, but they were healthy scratches. Pim so, played last week. I didn't even know that. No, <laughs> he didn't play. He was just unproductive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he got that fat, like 40,000. Yeah. Whatever. A lot check. of teams did that, Pat. It was yeah. interesting. It's you a good look. So, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to do. I remember him from Hard Knocks. He was one of the stars of Hard yeah. Knocks. And then the Giants picked him up. I said, all right, I'll root for this guy. He's, he's got some. Right. The, talk about swag. He had some swag. The pimp. Yeah, man. He's a good guy, too. But. Um, so they're going to do that again this week with a couple guys, but I think maybe with an eye on addressing this issue, if Ojolari doesn't play, Roche could step it. He could get elevated, for example, and step in if Ojolari is scratched. And then maybe another guy who probably gets scratched, like wide receiver David Sills. But on Ojolari, important to note two things. One, he said on Wednesday that he was trying to play. He was hopeful, but he was sore. On Thursday, I watched him out there he was moving pretty gingerly. So if he plays, he's still in my mind, only going to be like a 10 to 12 snap situational rusher. I have my doubts of whether he'll actually go. Uh, one player I want to talk to you about Pat is Isaiah Hodgins. I, I think the giants, uh, Joe Shane deserves a, a ton of credit. I think it was a waiver pickup. I think he's had touchdowns of five or six games, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Is this a situation where, you know, teams miss on guys? They don't get – sometimes guys just need a chance. But we went through this here in Philadelphia a couple of years ago. If you remember, it was the pandemic year, actually. The Travis Fulgham run where mm. he was just one of the best receivers in the league for four weeks and then just, bang, fell off a cliff again. Yeah. Um, is he the real deal? What's going on with Isaiah Hodgins? <laughs> Yeah, well, big difference between those two. I've heard a lot about Fulgham's lack of work ethic, yeah. and Isaiah certainly doesn't have a problem with that. Um, you know, a couple of things, reasons why he ended up on the Giants roster. One is that he came out of college with an injury, and then he also got hurt at the start of the 2021 camp. And so Buffalo liked him and drafted him, um, but he 
also could not get on the field, not just because of the injuries, but because the position he played is essentially Stefan Diggs's position. So all the routes he runs, he's not getting on the field, right? So he did earn a spot on the active roster with Buffalo, however, early this season was there. What ended up happening was they they waived him and tried to get him down to the practice squad because they wanted Jake Kumaro as a special teams contributor slash wide receiver as well. And the Giants kind of, uh, you know, pantsed him and uh, went and got Hodgins because Joe Shane obviously was part yeah. of drafting him there. Yeah. A couple And a couple of things why he's doing so well. He and other guys have told me uh, he knew the offense cold, having been in Buffalo with Brian Dable coming in, so he didn't have to learn it. And then two, um, you know, he put in a lot of work in the offseason, put on about seven pounds of muscle, worked out with Gabe Davis and his trainer, Burt Wiggum in Florida, and really just kind of turned the corner on being a pro who said, I'm not going to be on the practice squad anymore. And he and Daniel Jones quickly has, have formed a connection. And John and Jody, this is actually, for this game specifically, very important. Hodgins, not only because he knows this offense so well, but because he and Jones have put in so many extra reps, he is, a, he is very good at finding windows in zones on broken plays. And I only can say that because I've watched it with my own eyes now for seven, eight <clears> weeks. <throat> Jones can move out of the pocket under pressure, and Hodgins knows where to be. And there were two huge gains in Minnesota in the fourth quarter, 19 yards and 32 yards in the second half. And they both were broken plays. Hodgins uncovers under pressure with Jones moving, and they both led to touchdowns. So that's something that the Eagles need to be watching out for. Fair enough. Um, all right, Pat. I would say neither of these teams is great at special teams. They're both okay at best. Agree. Um what is the length of Graham Gano's potential field goal? Because you didn't hear it. Um, our buddy Bob Groats, no, no, Nostradamus of Eagles <laughs> coverage, uh, said that it'll be a Graham Gano missed field goal attempt at the end of the game. That's not toward the He's 95. Not He's not missing. He's not missing. What what is Gano's max range, just in case? Because if Groats is right, we'll never hear the end of it. Uh, but he's got him trying a long, long, maybe just a little too long field goal. Uh, what is the max length on Gano's field goal attempt? Man, I'm not betting against Graham. So yeah. years ago when he was with the Panthers, the Panthers beat the Giants on a last-second 63-yard Graham Gano field goal. Yeah, and I will never get that kick out of my head. I actually asked, <laughs> I actually asked to know this before the Vikings game because it was in in a dome, and I was wondering how far he could hit in a dome with no conditions. And it's funny, like he kind of looked at me and he said, "No offense, I never tell anyone my max." He goes, even really? during the games, <clears throat> if someone from TV asks on the side, so they know for late in the game, he won't tell anyone. Um, but I've seen him hit a sixty-three yarder in an outdoor game. Uh, to win a game wasn't a playoff game but i'll just say this if you're an eagles fan counting on a graham gano miss yeah, at the end of i'm win, with you you're counting i got it thing. i got it now it is difficult to kick here at the one end of the field the i-95 end for the people that know lincoln financial field Definitely. there's a little bit of a swirling thing um but i got it at 56 <laughs> bat if it's 56 or less he's making it and oh, he definitely. is you do not want to be in that position <laughs> If you're an Eagles fan, that is a great, great kicker. Of course, mm -hmm. the Giants also know Jake Jake Elliott's pretty good as well. They got stung by a 61-yarder uh, right. that set off the Eagles' Super Bowl run. That might have been the play that set it off. <laughs> 
That's it's right. amazing how I still, these kickers, though. I still feel Jake Elliott yeah. doesn't get enough credit for that season. Yeah. Uh, these kickers, 50 yarders are the new 40. I mean, guys are banging through 50 yarders all the time. It's amazing. I just voted these Dan- kickers. I voted Daniel Carlson my first team all pro from the Raiders. He was 11 of 13 from over 50. It is unbelievable how good these guys have gotten. Crazy. All right. Let me go uh, to the Giants defensive backfield we know the game that the eagles uh pants the giants up there in north jersey (laughs) um they were down to dory jackson and mckinney how much difference do putting those two guys uh back into the lineup make i know they're better is it like substantially better or a major up how would you describe the giants defensive backfield with those two guys and without those two guys their floor is much higher. I don't know if their ceiling rises tremendously, but the floor rises. So that's important from the standpoint of, you know, Devontae Smith got behind them in the first game. Uh, you know, those giving up those big plays are things that Martindale always emphasizes. Like they'll give up yards in front of them. They just don't want to get beat over top. And McKinney is really important to that. He ran a, a post route for Justin Jefferson uh, on a deep shot from Kirk Cousins. The interesting thing is McKinney has that bad hand and he didn't intercept the ball, frankly, in my opinion. I mean, no one's going to admit this, but I'm watching that. He's a ball hawk. I think he had trouble catching it and that's why he didn't intercept it. And then if you notice after that play, they moved him down near the line of scrimmage and dropped Jason Pinnock back there. So that's something to watch for. But let's just face it. I mean, with them on the field, Justin Jefferson had seven catches for 47 yards and no touchdown. So it's hard to say that it wouldn't make a difference. Um, And then interestingly enough, you know, Take this for what it's worth, but talking to some offensive players in the locker room on Thursday, one of them specifically said after watching the defense prepare for the Eagles offense all week said they're ready. So, um, you know, they know what's coming. Doesn't mean they're going to stop it, but the Giants were one of the most injured teams all season. And now they are as healthy as they've been all year. So good timing for them. Yeah. Um I'll I'll leave you with, you know, the one – I look at that Giants roster, Pat, and I I stop at the linebackers and I go, oof, this is Mm -hmm. not good. This is not good. Um, Jalen Smith was a good player at one point, but, you know, obviously in in the latter stages of his career, Jared Davis, I think they just got, right? Oh, yeah. They just got him, and they're playing a big role on that defensive side of the ball. We all saw, you know, Minnesota, they did a great job against Jefferson, but they moved the ball. TJ Hawkinson had a huge game. You got Dallas Goddard here. Yeah. Those linebackers, are they an issue? They could be. Um, They're not especially fast laterally. They are better than what the Giants had in the building at the start of the year, though. They've been upgrades. I mean, Jalen, I give Jalen a lot of credit. I mean, he's, he's had a good year for what the expectations were of him. I mean, he was just a street free agent. I don't think people were expecting him to contribute meaningfully anywhere, let alone on a playoff team. Um, So I think they've, I think Jalen's had a pretty good season. However, he and Jared there, especially Jared being new, Jared's better than Micah McFadden, the rookie who was playing there before he came in and got acclimated quickly. That said, I mean, I think this game's all about Jalen hurts being healthy and, you know, playing his real game. And, I just talked to Jalen actually on, on Thursday about stopping Hertz and the Eagles running game. And he said, 
first of all, frankly, it doesn't matter to them whether Hertz is dealing with a shoulder or not. He's a great player. They're expecting the best from him. And the other thing is when you face their offense and any offense that runs a quarterback like this, he said, instead of filling a hole and making a tackle, you're always having to shed a block and make a tackle because of that extra man out there with the quarterback run. And so it's already a position where teams have exploited the Giants this season and the Eagles scheme directly attacks the inside linebackers. So I think you're on the right track that that could be a key to the game. All right. Uh, you've been quite honest with us. It seems like you're leaning toward the Eagles walking away with a win here. You haven't said that yet. No, make you say it in a second. Um, <laughs> before we even get there, who's going to be the other half of the championship game? Ooh. Before we decide Eagles Giants, San Fran <laughs> at home against Dallas. You've certainly seen the Cowboys enough this year. 49ers hottest team in football. That's why they're the favorite in the game. Does the legend of Brock Purdy grow? In the divisional round of the NFC this year, man, I, I I'm picking the Cowboys to cover, but I could not put money on them to win the game outright. They could do it. They certainly proved me wrong last week. I was ready for them to lay another egg. Really? Um, they Same dominated here. the Bucks, but um, you know, I think I think that they have a chance. Um, you know, if they run the ball, don't turn the ball over, and if that pass rush gives Purdy even a little bit of an issue, you know, I think that kid under pressure will make mistakes as well as he's played. So, you know, run after the catch, the Cowboys have to tackle. I'm going to go with the Niners though. I mean, they've won 10 straight games. It's hard for me to pick against them right now, even with Purdy going against Dak Prescott coming off that one. So I'll go with the Niners, but I like the Cowboys to cover. All right. And uh, throughout your analysis for the half an hour you spent when it's here, you certainly seemed like you were leaning toward the Eagles, not downplaying or downgrading the Giants at all, but just yeah. the Eagles have a slightly better roster coming into this game, and they have played twice, and the Eagles have won twice, and the Eagles are a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Is this it for the Giants? End of the road. A tremendous season, right? Uh, this this season is considered success, win, lose, or draw, unless they lose 73 to nothing tomorrow. Um, <laughs> th this has been a good season for the New York Giants. Does I'm taking the Giants. Uh, uh, I'm, uh, they're going to cover that 73. Uh, you, you're taking Giants plus 72, John. <laughs> yeah. good call. Oh, I thought you were picking the Giants to win. No. I just fell off my chair. No, no. Um, listen, the, the, the Giants have a chance in this game. It's not impossible. Um, I think the Eagles win and cover though. I, I think that you're right. I think that it comes down to Jalen Hurts' health. I think if Hurts is healthy, I don't think the game will end up being very close. I think if he is limited or gets banged up and the, and they have to adjust and Lane Johnson can't finish the game and all those kind of things, then I think the giants have a chance. Listen, you know, you guys know at the link, the crowd's going to be rowdy, but in Philadelphia, there's a little bit of a, Let's just face it. The Niners have won 10 straight. The Eagles, the best team in the league all year, have had some injuries late in the year. And there's just that feeling of, wait, coming off the bye, there was that week 18 where they only scored one touchdown against the Giants. Are we still that team, right? And so if the first quarter starts shaky, if the Eagles turn it over, if Hurts doesn't look like himself, the loose Giants are going to get looser and more confident, and the Boo Birds are going to get out. The oh, yeah. You're going to feel yeah, people, it, right? Yeah, you brought it up, Pat. People don't understand. Yeah, that place will explode if the Eagles get off to a big start, and they'll probably steal the heart of the Giants. But 
couple right. three and outs, it'll go the other direction. They'll no be booing doubt. the home team. No doubt. So. I think, you know, there's a chance for a Giants backdoor cover. Like two days ago, I thought 30 27 Eagles wasn't impossible. Um, right now, I'm at like 30 to 20 Eagles because the Giants most of the year scored right around 20 points. And they've had 38 31 the last two games against the Colts and the Vikings. One team that's tanking and another team that has one of the worst secondaries in football. They're just frankly not facing a defense like either of them. So I think they're going to struggle to score with a, a dynamic Eagles offense and Philly will advance. For any of those Eagle fans who are going to overreact to a couple of three and outs start the game, Dallas went three and out twice on Monday night. <laughs> yeah. They didn't do anything the first couple of possessions. I was like, all right, yeah, it looked good. Tampa's got a shot here. And then they just marched it up and down the field. So two possessions does not a game make. Uh, but uh, you're, you're good, Mr. Leonard. I like your score. Uh, Pat, a pleasure, as always. Thank you very much for not only doing today, but doing it as often as yeah. it did. The, yeah. uh, don't blame us. Blame the NFL for scheduling the Giants and Eagles as closely as they did. And <laughs> then they happen to meet in the playoffs as well. Uh, we always like when we can get you on. Thanks for doing it. Yeah. And if the Giants pull the upset, we're going to be calling you again, Pat. I'm oh, man, let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Hey, listen, I always appreciate coming on and. I've been saying this a lot to people this week, but it's true. The NFC East being good, it's good for me. It's good for you. It's good for the NFL. It's great football. And I can't wait to be down at the link on Saturday. Four teams left in the NFC playoffs, three, three. of them from the NFC East. Yeah. Kind of tells you how good the NFC East was this year. Pat, great stuff. Thank you very much. Take care. That's Pat Leonard from the Daily News giving us uh, his insight and prediction on the Eagles and the Giants. And I got to tell you. He and I are coming up exactly the same. I'll come back with my score. Johnny Mack will have his score. We're going to put a bow on the show here on Birds 365. My name is uh, Francois Leno, and I'm a managing director here at DelVal Insurance Group. Been in the business for over 36 years, saving people money on their insurance needs. Give us a call. Let us help you custom design an insurance plan that meets both your needs and budget. Since 1977, it's always been about you, the community at Rafferty Subaru. And through the Subaru Love Promise, we prove we care by supporting charities like So Good Now. So Good Now helps kids in under-resourced areas by connecting them with student-athletes to serve as mentors. We remove barriers so athletes can help youth in the corners of our communities where light and love are needed most. When you choose Rafferty Subaru, you help organizations like So Good Now. It's all about you at Rafferty Subaru. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. 
Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Mac and Mac guys, putting the ball on the show here on Birds 365 as the countdown continues to Eagles Giants on Saturday night. Uh, Johnny Mac, I'm going to go first with my prediction on the game uh, for the real zeal here on uh, our feed, who uh, doesn't like the fact that I pointed out some facts that when Eagles and Giants played two weeks ago, the Giants did get an onside kick at the end of the game down by just six when they scored late that if they had recovered, they would have had a chance to take it in. Not that they would have, but they had a chance. Those those are just facts, real deal. I'm sorry that the facts of what has already transpired don't fit your narrative. This is predicting in advance. And Real Zeal is predicting that the Giants get a late touchdown and once again, much like two weeks ago, get a chance at an onside kick to tie the game because he's got a 27-20. I think it'll be an eagle stop rather than a late field, late uh, score that they allow, a four and out will end the game. And I've got the Eagles beating the Giants 30 to 20. Exact same score that Pat Leonard did. That's what happens when you let a guy make the pick first. Leonard goes yeah, out and gives the exact, exact score. I'm going to go 30 I think, to yeah, 20. There was one week this year we gave the exact same score. I forget which one it was, but... Uh... Yeah, Are you make it three for three, 30 to 20. No, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to handle their business in this game. I think Jalen is okay uh, as well as he can be. I just mentioned those linebackers. Look, to stop the Eagles offense with a Jalen Hurts at the level that he typically plays with, you got to have good linebackers uh, to deal with this, and they do not. And so this to me, uh, I, I mentioned it early in the show, Jody, Styles make bites. The Giants do not match up well with the Eagles. That that sentiment that, oh, they play the same defensive scheme as the Vikings. Now, I'm talking personnel. They do not match up personnel-wise. I got the Eagles winning it rather easily, 31-14. to 14. Um, Yeah, I think they handle their business. This is uh, a, a, a great spot. But, you know, we were just talking about special teams. I want to sneak this in there. Rick Gosselin, who has been uh, 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 sort of doing special teams rankings for years and years and years, 
uh, Dallas based reporter, came out with his annual rankings. Eagles were 31st in football, so 31 of 32. Literally, the only thing they didn't do at at least a competent level this year, Giants, as we just mentioned, they were 28th. So the one thing that both these teams, they're not good at special teams, but they both have good kickers. That's the one thing they have. But there is a possibility that Boston Scott takes it to the house because he is going to score a touchdown. I already got my money in on it. Got better than three to one, be it from – uh, the eight-yard line like he did last game in the first period of the Giants-Eagles game, or maybe take one back to Maybe the Giants win the uh, coin flip, and they decide we're deferring, and they take the choice out of Sirianni's hands, and Boston Scott takes it to the house to start the game. Yeah. Uh, they might be yeah. the worst. He had a 66-yarder, I believe, against the Giants. Yeah, I believe it was again, yeah. Was that the um, game up the Meadowlands? Did he go for sixty-six? I believe 66? so. Sixty-six. Yeah. Wow. Um, right. That's he what I'm going to have the long speed to pick right off out. the bat. Get it over and done yeah. with. Cash the check uh, to the house. Boston has got on the opening kickoff, and both John and I have the Eagles winning the game, which means we'll be back talking about the matchup in the championship game between San Francisco and Dallas. Who is it, John? Uh San Francisco. Same. Yeah. Pat and I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, San Francisco is just playing well. They're the home team. I have some concerns. I, I think if Brock Purdy gets pressured, I think he makes some mistakes. But look, I mean, he's playing. Uh, like I said, he he's played better. So all, all the things about what we say about San Francisco are true. The playmakers, the coach, the scheme. But he's doing a better job than Jimmy did with the playmakers, the coach, and the scheme. So you got to give him credit, and they're going to win. And or the rookie, the second-year quarterback who played for about 20 minutes, who lost the opening week to the Chicago Bears in some pretty bad weather, a slick field out there in Chicago. But, yeah, he is he's been the savior of the season. And I don't think I don't think Cinderella turns back into a pumpkin this week. I think Purdy can Next week. You'll have to wait one week. Then the pumpkin is coming. We'll see if that happens here in Philadelphia. All right, Johnny Mack and I will be back on Monday, 2-2, two and two, being after two days after an Eagles-Giant game on Saturday, be tuned uh, all weekend to pre the post game here for all of the Jacob uh, media stuff. And then uh, Birds 365 back on Monday. Enjoy the game, everybody. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca Cola, Pepsi, or 7 Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.